Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 19th of September, 2023. Happy Tuesday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. I am your host. Yes, that's why my name is above the title here. I I encourage you, I implore you to support the program at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Check out the Week in and Review and all the good stuff. You know, every once in a while, I think of these rants. Things that drive me. I've got to start recording some of this stuff earlier, in the, like whenever it occurs to me. Problem is, a lot of times it occurs to me as I'm going to bed. But things I see piss me off. They aren't politically related, but they'd make for a funny rant. So I'm going to start recording bits and pieces throughout the uh, the week and cobbling them together, I think. Or at least making notes to myself. That'd probably be better. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. And I think the title of... This episode is We Don't Know What We Don't Know. And that's the problem in politics. That's the problem with media. Is there's so much stuff we don't know. Actually, most things we do not know. We do not have a clue about. We do not have the answers. The things that and the answers to these questions are only known and can only be known to the direct participants and to God. And that is it. And yet we have an industry... And sadly, so many other people are falling into it uh, with social media and this, God forbid, the god-awful social media influencer thing, uh, into thinking they do know. And confusing, deliberately so, because I can't imagine anybody being this dumb, confusing their opinions with fact. You can hold a belief so deeply and so fervently that no amount of evidence to the contrary is going to sway you on it. You can, you just can. There's no reason to give examples of it. Everybody knows somebody somewhere along their lines who just refused to look at something that was true and accept it as such. Just how the human brain works. It's the power of denial. But now we have social media that amplifies it. And we have this ecosystem and I'm, I'm a participant in it, too. It sounds like I'm being judgy here. It's going to sound like I'm being judgy here, but I'm not really being judgy. I'm being observant. There's a difference. And I, I val, val, no value judgment here. Um, you create an, an environment where you simply do not hear anything contrary to what you believe to be true or what you wish to be, were true. It's just how... The internet has formed, how social media has formed. That's why I encourage people on occasion to flip over to MSNBC or CNN. Not, you know, sitting there with a barf bucket, sitting there forcing yourself to watch it. I'm just saying, check it out. The same thing for any liberals listening. Flip over to Fox every now and then. And just spend a half an hour seeing what the other half thinks. Because quite frankly, when it comes to the facts, neither side have them completely. There's always something. You watch MSNBC and they'll tell you a story about the Biden corruption. And it'll be, my God, they're as pure as the wind-driven snow. They're as pure as the cocaine that Hunter used to do off of the cleavage of high-priced 
underage human trafficked Eastern European prostitutes that he helped import, that he funded to import. And, you, and everything that they will say, for the most part, will be true. I guess you can't say everything and then add a qualifier, but you get the idea. The vast majority of the things that they will say will be true. But they will leave out a lot of things. A lot of things that should somebody hear those things, even in conjunction with the things that they threw out there, would come to a conclusion that, hey, this seems a little bit sketchy. This seems a little bit weird. See, you don't hear much mention of the fact that, what was it, nine different family members in the Biden family have LLCs that have received tens of thousands of dollars from at a minimum from companies and governments overseas that are not particularly friendly to the United States of America, right? That might seem weird that one of Biden's granddaughters is getting $30,000 from an energy conglomerate in Eastern Europe. Why in the hell would they be paying a Biden? Does the Biden grandkid work in the energy? Nope. Why would Joe Biden's uh, sister and daughter-in-law be getting tens of thousands of dollars from Russian oligarchs? What did, has she ever been to Russia? What's going on? Why does she control an LLC that's getting this money? See, they don't want you going down that yellow brick road on MSNBC, so they never broach the subject. There is no real good defense to that. So they pretend it doesn't exist. And since the ecosystem is almost airtight, the people who watch Rachel Maddow and sit there with their notepads and their hand lotion, watching Rachel Maddow, waiting to hear what she has to say next as she can, as she you know, weaves a, a web of deceit, they don't care. They don't know. They've never heard of it. It would never occur to them. So then it becomes, well, it's just, if you do ever actually meet one of these people in the wild and you mention something like this, is you know, that's a Fox News talking point, that's a this, that's a that, that's the other thing. Well, the President of the United States has never been asked why it is his family has so many LLCs and why it is that so many people from overseas are shoveling them money. Why do you have all these shell corporations? And why, what do they do for this money? Because Joe will default back to, I don't speak to anybody in my family about their businesses. Really? BS. BS. But you go over to Fox, and it is nonstop only the bad stuff with no exculpatory evidence. There's not a whole lot of exculpatory evidence on this particular example, but that's all you hear and they harp on it over and over and over again and my biggest problem is they bring on the same boneheads and failed candidates to come in and weigh in on something about which they have no firsthand knowledge and really no institutional or expertise not expert knowledge at all it's just this person will agree with me this person will agree with me. All right, let's let's interview uh, the host of a weekend. Okay, who cares about the host of a weekend? Let's interview the co-host of this other show or the person who appears regularly on. The well, why? Why is this former member of Congress? Is this former press secretary? Is this former reality star? Are they an expert in any way, shape, or form in wire transfers from overseas? No, they're not. Well, then why are you interviewing them? I promise you there are people out there who have real knowledge. They could come on and 
educate the audience, inform the audience, you could run a whole bunch of cable segments, one after the other. This is true for MSNBC and CNN as well. One after the other, where the audience comes away better informed on a subject. You really could do that. It would take a little bit of a thing called work. And work is literally a four-letter word, and nobody in media likes it. It's, let's get this pundit on. Well, what is this pundit's qualifications? Well, they used to be a pundit at Fox, and then they became a pundit at CNN. But now they're a free agent pundit. Let's get them on. Or now they're writing for a sports blog, or now they've got a whole big social media footprint. Like, okay, well, that's all well and good. Do they have any knowledge on the subject at hand? No. No, they do not. But you don't have to anymore. You don't have to. It's actually a detriment because if you had knowledge on the subject at hand, you might go on cable television and tell the audience something that pierces the shell that they have constructed for themselves. If Rachel Maddow had a guest on who talked about these LLCs and was an expert on them and drew the conclusion, as I think most rational people would, that it's at least at a minimum Rather curious, a bit odd, if you will, that so many members of the president's family have these shell corporations and that this money did come flowing in from overseas and it corresponded with various things that Hunter was doing and various things that Joe Biden was doing as vice president with the uh, power to oversee the U.S. federal government's policies towards these regions. You see where I'm saying? Just a bunch of dots out there. I don't know that you can connect all those dots. I do know that most media doesn't tell you about anything more than at most half the dots. And that's kind of the problem. But that doesn't stop them 24 hours a day from out there spewing their BS I follow this stuff. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not smarter than anybody else. But I watch this crap, and then I will flip on these shows, be they on conservative cable news or liberal cable news. And I am just disappointed, be a way to put it, disappointed in what is conveyed to these people, to the audience, by these people. It's half-truths. It's spin. Look, they don't have all the evidence yet in the Biden corruption family. That's why the impeachment investigation was started. They now have subpoena power. They can get the banking records that Joe Biden and his family have desperately tried to hide from Congress, for example. They can compel the Treasury Department to turn over certain things that they, because of politics, have thus far refused to. Or at least they can be charged with contempt. They can be compelled by federal judges. Whether or not they comply is another thing. But it's changing. It's different. You need the whole picture. You need the whole picture. And the sooner you get the whole picture, the better. The sooner Joe Biden is proven to be corrupt, the better. The sooner Joe Biden is proven to be not corrupt and exonerated, the better. We can put this crap behind us one way or another. But resolution isn't necessarily good for ratings. So nobody's in a real hurry 
to do much of anything. It's not particularly good from a political standpoint for fundraising purposes. Why? Again, because once you resolve something, you can't keep going back to the well. Politics is about what comes next, not a reward for what you've done just saying. Now, I'm bringing all this up, not necessarily even to talk about what Joe Biden is accused of doing, what it sure as hell looks like Joe Biden has done, but in uh, in regards to the Russell Brand situation, just to show how this mentality of my team, your team, our team, whatever, blinds people. Now, if you don't know who Russell Brand is, he's a very funny um, comedian, actor, podcaster, very popular. He does a video podcast every day. Turns out it might not have been the best investment over there. Uh, but whatever. He has been accused of a lot of sexual crimes. Some very serious, not that all, you know, all sex crimes are serious, but uh, with underage girls, for example. Now, he has admitted in the past that he had massive substance abuse. It's really kind of weird watching the media that had access to Hunter Biden. And they have, the media, the journalists have no idea about the women that Hunter Biden videotaped and photographed himself doing sick sexual things with. They have no idea where they're from, who they are, how old they are. They also have no interest in discovering those sorts of things or even talking about the fact that all of these videos and photographs exist or that these are clearly human trafficked, abused, probably addicted, probably scared to death. Somebody somewhere is missing these people on the other side of the planet trying to figure out what happened to their daughter kind of girls are just not interested in that because then that opens a whole can of worms. Hunter Biden goes from being accused of a gun crime that may or may not even be constitutional and goes to becoming a, a pervert who's having sex with underage girls against their will who have been turned out by pimps who've gotten them addicted, so on and so forth, the old story. That's a little bit harder to ignore that is a little bit harder to justify not asking Joe Biden about when you get the hey, your son was banging 14-year-old Lithuanians. What's going on with that? You know, instead, it's, it's just a, he's got a substance abuse thing. Well, there's abuse. I'm more concerned about the abuse of these, these children, these women. I don't know if they're children. The media could find them. They aren't looking. But when it comes to Russell Brand, who on occasion says things that, you know, he's a he's a left winger, but he's a pure ish liberal who likes the concept of free speech, which makes him the enemy of everybody on the left. Anybody who isn't their 100 percent friend is their 100 percent enemy. Doesn't matter what the percentage of the friendship is. Ninety nine point nine percent friend is their 100 percent enemy. If you are not on board with the entire agenda, if you do not conform and obey you are the enemy. So I don't know what happened with Russell Brand and these women or these girls or whatever they're alleging, but I promise you that neither does anybody else commenting on it on social media and on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called this week. I've seen a lot of people on the right creating a conspiracy theory 
around Russell Brand. Oh, you're come out against the establishment. You're anti-vax. And suddenly all of these allegations come out against you. Well, I think that Russell Brand himself has admitted that he, a lot of years he was sort of blacked out. He was a junkie. He was an abuser. I don't know whether or not he's guilty of these things. I will reserve judgment. But you can't say that this is a setup by the deep state. And that's what I'm seeing from a lot of people. Some people I follow, some people I used to follow. And it's like, oh, this is, they're out to get him. See, this is what happens when you speak the truth. What if he did it? What if he, just as a, a thought exercise, what if Russell Brand did it? What if there was a whole... Uh, series of women and girls in his wake that he sexually assaulted, that he groped, that he raped, whilst high on drugs. Not that that's an excuse, but just say, you know, it could be extenuating circumstances. He was coked out of his mind, has no memory of three months, and in the course of three months, he raped somebody. That's a horrible, horrible thing, and he needs to be punished for it still. But can you definitively say that you know what a junkie you were not aware of, probably, and certainly were not following on social media, was doing in the throes of their addiction? You can't say the same about Hunter. You're willing to believe the absolute worst about Hunter, which maybe you should temper that. So why aren't you willing to believe the absolute worst about Russell Brand? I don't think you should. I think you should temper that as well. But we live in a society where reasoned, rational thought is not rewarded. In fact, it's shunned. It's punished. You have to speak in absolutist terms. You have to declare something the absolute best or the absolute worst. You must declare somebody the monster greatest in history or the purest of intentions and one of the best people to ever walk upright on the face of the earth. It can't be, I'm not really sure. It can't be, what do you think of this legislation? Well, I think there's some good points and some bad points. I'm going to work tirelessly to minimize and eliminate as many of the bad points as possible while protecting the good points and reinforcing them. And then at the end of the day, I'll make a judgment by what the final product looks like. Nobody does that. The two... The three words that will get you never invited back on cable news again, doesn't matter if you're a member of Congress or a political pundit willing to pontificate on anything you know nothing about, just throw it on. I mean, all these people would never say these words, but the key to never getting back on television is simply answering, I don't know. I don't know. What are the ramifications? I don't know. How will it? I'm not really sure. No, it has to be the sky is falling. It has to be the absolute worst. It has to be this is going to bring about the end of times. And so you see this. And you see people rallying around Russell Brand. If you want to rally around Russell Brand, fine. But admit it honestly, you have no idea what the hell is going on. You don't know, but you also believe in just say due process rights. He's innocent until proven guilty. Or you can even say, and it would be acceptable, I don't care. He agrees with me politically. I've said as much, not about Russell Brand, not about anything as like sexual assault, but I have said that Christy Nome just the other day, if she was having an affair, I don't care. I'm not voting for Pope. 
I'm voting for a politician. Politicians, I not only think they're human, they're, they have foibles. No, I always assume politicians are morally reprehensible and that many of them, a great many of them, go into politics so that they may indulge their more reprehensible characteristics, to be honest with you, because politicians get away with this crap. It's not crime to be a scumbag, to be morally bankrupt. But, you know, when you cross, cross over into criminality, you start to lose me. Christy Nome, if true, and I still don't haven't seen any proof of it, if true, is a moral scumbag. But she's still better a better option than any Democrat whenever her name is on a ballot. Than any Democrat. So I just don't care. But I see all these people going, this one's my team, therefore I will defend it. And you see the same thing on the other side, the leftists who immediately jump to defense of Hunter Biden. Oh my goodness, he's just a man who's trying to get over his addictions. Why are you mean Republicans so dastardly and horrible? And why do you hate everybody? You're just awful creatures. He's just trying to deal. Okay, really? He had the wherewithal to like screw the IRS out of $2 million in tax money. You you kind of want to throw every conservative in prison. You sit there and you piss and whine and moan about rich people needing to pay their fair, shaxes, ta- fair share of taxes. And there's Hunter Biden not only not paying his fair share of taxes, he wasn't paying anything. Somebody else picked up the slack. And you're cool with that. You know, you want to, well, no, he should pay the taxes. Well, then talk to Wesley Snipes about the time he spent in prison for tax evasion. And tell him why it is Hunter Biden shouldn't face time in prison. Well, no, no, no. Why is it okay that the black man went to prison and not the rich white guy? Go ahead. I'll wait. It's the hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle. I can't stand it. Now, the left certainly is more hypocritical and wildly hypocritical about things that are of much more importance in the grand scheme of things and how this country functions. But that doesn't mean that the right doesn't have its problems. Everybody's guilty. And I'm certainly no saint when it comes to this. I contradict myself. I have to. I talk far too much for me to not contradict myself. And my opinions change and evolve over time. But this one hasn't. You watch these. It was, I forget who it was. It was some little kid doing or saying something like last week on a video on social media and somebody's like oh man it's gonna be this gonna be that gonna be the other thing i told a friend of mine i said the guy's gonna be keynoting next year's cpac this little kid and i think he was black too this kid and like oh man and i was only partially joking because that's what the right does desperately it's the same thing with russell brand and this is why you get the knee jerk sort of He can do no wrong. I know it's the deep state trying to screw him because he's speaking truths that I can't prove but absolutely agree with. The right is so desperate. I'm not, I don't think you are, but the right in general, especially the the media right, are so desperate for anybody famous to be conservative. They just are. And why you see the embrace of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is not a conservative. He might end up voting for a Republican, but he's not a conservative. 
He's a liberal, but he looks at, he can be an old-timey liberal from the 80s and 90s and look at the Democratic Party of today and go, oh my God, what in the hell is wrong with you people? You're supporting genital mutilation. Like, what the hell? I don't want anything to do with it. You can recoil and whore at that. That doesn't mean that, you know, he agrees on taxes, that he agrees on abortion, that he agrees on national defense, that he agrees on anything. He's a pretty liberal guy. He spends a lot of time getting high. Is there a lot of conservatives, you know, getting high out there? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there are now. But he is not a man of the right. He just happens to be right on some things sometime. And the conservatives, especially in the uh, media, rush to embrace him. They show his clips all over television. They play his clips on their podcast. I don't think I've ever played a clip, maybe once or twice, of Joe Rogan on this show. And I'm kind of proud of that because I try to stay away from these people when you go, all right, well, it's a three-hour show. You've got a 40-second clip of him saying something that makes sense. wonder what happened on the rest of it. I've never listened to a whole podcast. I've listened to 10-minute clips on YouTube and on uh, Twitter and whatnot. And he says some interesting stuff. And then he says some stuff that's absolute leftist crap. And then it's just nonsense about UFC, which I couldn't care less about. And, you know, the the right looks at him and goes, he's wildly popular with kids. If we can get him saying this sort of thing, it's going to be a major, major uptick. It's not. It's fool's gold. It's always been fool's gold. Every time you find somebody who says something remotely conservative once, and then CPAC comes in and says, we're going to get this kid. He's going to keynote the Reagan dinner here. We're going to bring him out. He posted a video that got 2 million views. And boy, howdy, he talks about how government sucks. And then by the time kid finishes puberty, he's a left winger. And the left trots him out. And he's guest hosting for Rachel Maddow or something. And it's like, what happened? Well, you probably never should have embraced him in the first place. Okay. Maybe you reach out. Maybe you nurture him. Maybe you mentor him but elevate him lift him up put him on your shoulders because he did one thing that you liked no the same is true for the 12 year olds the same is true for the 40 year old actor comedian podcaster whatever it is there are lots of people out and what's really weird is for us on the right it's counterproductive it truly is counterproductive When somebody in Hollywood says something like, my God, they're cutting off uh, little boys' penises. This is absurd. This is too far. Only women can have children. And then what? The right goes, oh, my God, look at this person said this, that, and the other thing. And and everybody elevates them. And then what happens? The left goes, well, we must go get this person. And they get them. And within two days, they get to issue the apology, the Carlos Santana issued an apology oh everybody's free to why not because the right made such a stink about it the right made such a stink about it so great you elevate somebody and then two days later you're doing another talking segment about how this person caved to the left-wing mob most celebrities are dumb can we just say that most celebrities are dumb they are sheep they follow what's going on they follow the trends now, they don't follow them that closely. That's how you can end up with a Carlos Santana going, they're doing what to kids? That's disgusting. Leave kids alone. And then they will come and swoop in and say, no, 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 no. You must do this, that, and the other thing, corporate sponsorship. And then you get the apology issued through the PR person. That's just the way the world works. 
Don't get excited when somebody who doesn't agree with you politically suddenly agrees with you politically on one issue because that's the one, the two punch is coming around. It's always a one-two punch. I can't think of anybody who is a leftist who did something to upset the left-wing mob and then when all hell broke loose from it, said, I don't care. I'm not going to... I guess there was that one rapper. I can't remember who it was, but I'm trying to look it up here on my uh, my audio clips, but I don't know. It was, two, it was about a month ago. Neo, there you go. Neo. He said, I don't want this crap taught in schools. I don't want my kids indoctrinated with this crap. And then what? His publicist was released a statement saying, Just Neo, we're totally sorry. Love is love and blah, blah, blah. And Neo released a video on his own social media saying, no, publicist wrote that. I don't agree with that. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. But I don't want this crap around my kids. That's the way to handle it. The big middle finger. You don't have to be rude about it. You can just stick up the middle finger. You don't have to stick the middle finger up something. Just stick out the middle finger and they'll go, there you go. I'm not going to apologize for my opinions. Go to hell. You know, it's amazing to me. I was on an email, I'm in a lot of email threads. I'm on an email thread where somebody's like, oh, this nerd is trying to make, return the GOP to populism. And it's you see stories like this all the time about the Republican Party needs to be saved. The Republican Party needs to change. The Republican Party needs to adapt. Back when I worked for Grover Norquist in 2008, right after the election, it was for internal distribution only. But I put together a group of stories, news stories, going back to, God, I think it was 82, when there are headlines about how the GOP, because the GOP, when Reagan won in 1980, Republicans won the Senate too. It's a very slim majority in the Senate. They didn't have the House, but they had the Senate. And then in 82, they lost the Senate again because Democrats had always con- controlled the House of Representatives for 40 years before 1996. Um, but all the news stories where the Republican Party needs to change if they ever want to be anything more than a strict minority party ever again. That was in 82. Then Reagan wins in a landslide in 84. That is like world record holding. And then George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush loses in 1992. And you get the same stories. The Republican Party really needs to change if they're ever going to do anything ever again, be anything more than a regional party, being anything more than a small party. And then the landslide in 1994. There's no major overhaul. What they always say, the the subtext of all these stories is the Republican Party needs to become more liberal, more like the Democrats, become socially acceptable to us in the media. And then uh, 96, they said the same thing. Well, Bob Dole is just not going to, you know, this is a Republican. Now, Republicans held the House and, and the Senate, but that was ignored because they may never get the White House again because the Republican Party was a regional party, you see. And there just aren't enough electoral votes in the regions where the GOP is. And then George W. Bush, four years later, wins and all those stories go away. He gets reelected in 2004. And then 2008, John McCain gets his ass handed to him to Barack Obama. And then there was a whole bunch of stories about the Republican Party really needs to reform, really needs to change what it's doing if they're going to ever be anything more than a small regional party catering to a fringe. Never once in all that time was there any story, news story from any of these outlets, the major outlets, saying Democrats really need to 
pull back from the edge of their fringe. They need to wrestle back control of their party and messaging from the radicals. Doesn't happen. So you see this thing from uh, New York Magazine about the nerd trying to turn the GOP populist. I agree that the GOP needs to learn how to message. They suck at it. My God, they suck at it. It's one of the themes I talk about regularly. I'm not sure how you can't message the concept of liberty, but damn it, they find a way to do it all the time. Plus, they form these circular firing squads because they have these prima donnas that no matter what you think of them, as far as their policies go, they are more interested in being on cable news or giving hand jobs to their boyfriends in theaters than they are in accomplishing real things. You can sit up there and piss and whine and moan about we've got to rein in government spending, but the vast majority of people pissing and whining and moaning about how we need to shut down the government to rein in government spending voted for every single spending hike under Donald Trump's presidency. Sorry, it's just reality. If we could get consistent Republicans who were actual conservatives elected to office, things would change. We don't. We don't, at least not yet. It sure as hell would be nice to have principled politicians rather than moist-fingered weather vanes sticking their hands in the air to find out which way the wind blows and then promising only to do the things we elected them to do when they're in a position to not be able to do them. And when they are in a position to do them, they won't do them. And I say that right now, Republicans are in no position to negotiate anything. They control the House. They might be able to extract a couple of things, a couple of uh, concessions, but not much. It's when you have all three branches of government that you got to start just busting balls to get it through. And that's it. Don't take no for an answer. The problem is too many Republicans act horrified when they're in the majority. Why? Because then they might have to actually do what they said they were going to do. They don't mean that. They didn't mean that. It's sick. Just a little bit of realism injected into politics, which is sadly all too rare these days. So you can go ahead and defend anybody you want on anything you want. But the, really the only person you're fooling is yourself. If you believe what you're saying in most of these people, I do not believe for a second they believe what they're saying. Anyway, I believe that's enough for me today. I am going to get back to, uh, I got to go to soccer practice. They could have just had them simultaneously right next to each other, but it's one and the other. So I get two hours of soccer practice rather than one. Two for the price of one. Buy one, get one free. Yay me. I just put a headphone uh, earbud in my ear and like listen to a book. I'm listening to the Steve Jobs book by Walter Isaacson right now. <laughs> and it's very interesting. But um, yeah, that's how I, I just sit there for two hours and watch the kids run around and play soccer and make sure they drink water. Seems to be the only job of a parent these days is make sure their kids are so hydrated to the point that they could literally, if you puck, poked them with a, a pin, they'd pop like a water balloon. Anyway, have yourself an awesome Tuesday. We'll be back with, we can talk about Hunter Biden. It's the really ballsy move suing the IRS, but it's also just for show. Don't fall for it. We'll get to uh, everything that happens in the next 24 hours in 24 hours. Thanks for listening.